It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast presented by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. I am Marcus Mosier. He is Landon McCool. And Landon, we're just going to start right here. <laughs> I'm mad, man. I, I, I'm really bad. I actually was walking around the house making phone calls at like midnight last night just to find out what happened. But whew, um, DeMarcus Ware snubbed from the Hall of Fame. Your thoughts? Well, I got to say, you know, it was one of those things where I, I was kind of following along on Twitter a little bit during the uh, award ceremony stuff, kind of just checking in every once in a while. Uh, and then, you know how sometimes when you get on Twitter, you see the evidence of news happening, but you don't yes. actually see the news, right? Yeah. I saw several tweets where I was like, Oh man, this better not be true. <laughs> oh man, this better not be true. And then start, uh, you know, scrolling through, and then Doom saw scrolling. what, yep. saw the truth, saw what happened, put my phone down, and then, honest to God, Marcus, I had not thought about it until right before we got on this, and now I am, I the fury that I didn't actually let myself feel last night is. Fully bubbling up in myself right now, so maybe this is a maybe this is a good time to have this podcast. Maybe this is the worst time to have this podcast, and this is the last time we do this show because we're going to get kicked off after all the things I'm about to say. Yeah, you two better have the censor roll. Uh, yeah. So, okay, so I actually did not watch the award ceremony last night because mm-hmm. the only two things I cared about were what did Micah Parsons win Defensive Player of the Year? He did not. Well, we can talk about that later. Yeah, and I just, too. I, I thought it was going to be a, such a lock that Demarcus Ware was going to win the award. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not even going to stress about it. I, I had the same exact thing happen to you. I was, I got a text that say he didn't get it, and I was like, what? Are they talking about Parsons? Go to Twitter, 
Nope. Uh, so here are the guys that got in over DeMarcus Square. Sam Mills, Bryant Young, Tony Baselli. Uh, who else am I missing? Uh, uh, Richard uh, 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 Richard Seymour. Sir Seymour from uh, the, the Patriots. And I'm, uh, I'm missing one more, right? I'll find it. But um, there was no, there's no skill players. I, that was that was the odd thing. I had a couple different people after I kind of reacted a little bit on Twitter that reached out to me. They were like that were that are more kind of casual. Oh, Leroy, Leroy Butler. Yeah, that's. that's okay. uh, there. Uh, let's let's talk about what happened. Okay, so I I have some knowledge of what goes on in that room unfortunately i kind of wish i did because it just makes me more makes you more angry (laughs) it sounds like what happened is that they wanted to make sure that sam mills got in because this was his last year of eligibility before he became a senior member and and let's be clear we gotta get sam mills in like because uh, yeah, I, I, that second part I mean, doesn't really make sense I, I to me, thought, but apparently we got to get Sam Mills. I thought so Patrick Willis had a better case to make it than Sam Mills, but hey, that's 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 me. Uh, so they wanted to get him in, so that's one. In the sense that people know who Patrick Willis is, is that is that what you mean? Because uh, he's like a famous football player, whereas Sam Mills is a very good football player that very few people outside yeah. of Carolina know who he is. So, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. The next one, Richard Seymour. The case for Richard Seymour, I guess, in the room was – Hey, the Patriots won three Super Bowls in the 2000s, and we don't have anybody of these guys into the Hall of Fame yet. Seymour uh, makes sense to me, right? Okay. Like, I, I, I mean, look, part of a dynasty, a huge part of the dynasty, maybe the best defensive player uh, sure. at different points of that of one of the best dynasties of, in history. Totally understand that Richard Seymour was a, tra- a, a transformational player, a generational player, uh, and helped and was a huge part of that defense, not just like a guy who was in that defense. Like he was the one of the things that was the biggest threats in that defense. So Seymour, I'm you know totally You're fine with. Yeah. Bryant Young. Bryant Young made the Pro Bowl four times in his long, long career. Uh he made one all pro team. He had two seasons with double digit sacks, and not once did anybody sitting at a bar have a Bryant Young conversation ever in the last 20 years <laughs> i mean here's this is it's what's so frustrating is do you think people are sitting around thinking you know who i thought was the fifth best defensive lineman in the 90s is bright young <laughs> yeah i mean look uh yeah like all the, the there's so much you know bs that goes around the the stacking of the order that these guys have got to go in and uh, you know Look, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to defend Bryant Young getting it over, over to Marcus Ware. This is dumb. Yeah, is so dumb. all right, so let, let's just get down to what happened. Rick Gosselin, who one of the more famous Hall of Fame voters, said we wanted to make these guys wait because there's so many guys that have had to wait their turn. And we made Charles Haley wait to get into the Hall of Fame, and he has five Super Bowl rings. So if we made Haley wait, the Marcus Ware is going to be okay waiting a year. I hate that logic. The you, stupidest you're, thing. Guys, your heard. job is to put the best players in the Hall of Fame, not have this nice little line to figure out 
okay, who deserves to wait? Who has to wait five years? Who has to wait 10 years? And just put the best guys in. It's not that hard. To be clear, Char- the Charles Haley waiting thing, that was your fault, guys. It was dumb. They it should have been Charles a- Haley's fault. You guys were the jerks who couldn't get past the fact that he didn't treat any of you guys very nicely. And you were, and you wanted to be more, it would be more important about how your personal relationship with Charles Haley wasn't good, as opposed to the fact that he's the one player who has more Super Bowl rings than any other non-quarterback in the history of the NFL. And you made him wait. You think that that's a good example for why DeMarcus Ware had to wait? Your incompetence and your putting your own ego into the process is a good reason for why maybe one of the best pass rushers of his generation isn't going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? That seems like to be revealing the whole game. It's the people in charge's complete ineptitude and ego once again inserting itself into the uh, the competition where these other guys that are the actual people that are being you know inf- influenced and in, and in, and in, in, in having their lives affected by this that pour their blood, sweat, and tears into yep. this. They're having to deal with the machinations of these egotistical sports writers who feel like they are the gatekeeper and have some right to make someone like Charles Haley wait because you didn't like him. And to become, and now and then to turn around and point to that poor BS excuse as your reason for not letting in DeMarcus Ware, congratulations. I mean, just ineptitudes from top to bottom. You guys should probably take some notes from the NFL Refereeing Association. <laughs> Just it's on, just it's i'm not gonna use curse words but I, I i they would pour out of my mouth right now if, if if it was possible here's what really bothers me landon is i feel like the hall of fame for the nfl up until yesterday was like the most i don't know highly thought of hall of fame that we have like in the nba they let anybody in if you ever average five points in a game you're in the hall of fame <laughs> Yeah. Baseball is the most ridiculous gatekeeping yeah. I've ever seen. So I feel like for the most part, the Hall of Fame is pretty respectable. But when you do what you did yesterday and you just deny a great player into the Hall of Fame because uh, he needs to wait his turn, it just makes the whole process look like a fraud and a sham, yeah. right? It's why yeah. it's it, it really bums me out. And the, just the general implication that there's absolutely zero wrong with the process. It's, oh, my oh gosh, these yeah. guys got to wait. Are you are you joking? Like, this is – explain to me why Calvin Johnson is a first ballot Hall of Famer and DeMarcus Ware isn't. Use, use small with. words so I can understand. Like, I I, 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 it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, there's just – it's just – it's willy-nilly and arbitrary. The process gets done. The results yep. get out. And then they they reverse engineer their excuse for why the process is so bad. It's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. The, the Pro Bowl voter – or excuse me, the Hall of Fame voters were handed a layup in DeMarcus Ware. An absolute layup, and they messed it up. It's just – it's unbelievable to me that they couldn't figure out a way to get this done. And uh, a little birdie told me, Landon, he wasn't even in the final six or seven names they voted yes or no on. So tells you where we're at. I mean, again, it, uh, just to kind of sum up from my point of view, it's it's bad enough that the process is flawed and terrible and proven to be flawed and terrible over the years because – not only is you know something like this happening, but there are so many players that have missed their opportunities to be in the Hall of Fame because of just bad ordering, because they didn't yep. have enough numbers that could go in, because they have some stupid arbitrary rule that is supposed to protect the integrity of the Hall of Fame, when in, in reality, all it does is put people like Sam Mills in the Hall of Fame before DeMarcus Ware. So uh, I, I think that the worst part is not so much all that. It's that people come out 
on the other side of it and then defend it and yep. act like like there is legit reasons or nope. or or logic behind it when it's it's not it's just arbitrary it's just bad voting it's just bad process and everything is in the uh, is uh, is under the guise of protecting the process and keeping the process in place instead of you know trying to improve it and actually get the best players in the Hall of Fame. It's I agree. It's, it's the most NFL thing. It's the yeah, NFL it really is. It sums up everything about the NFL. It really, it uh, really is. It's unbelievable. I don't want to get your your blood pressure any higher, but it's really hard to believe that John Lynch is in the Hall of Fame and Demarcus Ware is not. I mean. I, I'm gonna, if you bring up John Lynch's name again, I'm going to throw something, all right? Because my favorite player of all time is Darren Woodson. And Darren Woodson is not in the Hall of Fame. And John Lynch and now Leroy Butler are in the Hall of Fame. And and, and Darren Woodson is not. I, I, I feel like I could spit. I, I did read a couple articles today that voting in Leroy Butler now opens the door for Darren, for Darren Woodson to get in because now we can add the next best safety from that generation it's like hey guys uh <laughs> woodson is the better safety why not just put it I... listen i don't want to say there's a cowboy bias in the hall of fame but there's a cowboy bias in the hall of fame. well it's it's just like the nfl <laughs> it's just like the larger nfl and and, and look it, it works both ways it cuts both ways. The Cowboys get a lot of benefits from being the most visible team in the NFL. And then they also get a lot of crap for being the most uh, uh, visible team in the NFL. So, uh, you know, this is one of those situations where, <laughs> like, I mean, DeMarcus Ware transcends all that and should just be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Darren Woodson is the, as far as I'm aware, still the all-time leading tackler on one of the most vis visual teams in the history of the NFL. So, Figure Five out, straight guys. Pro Bowls for Darren Woodson in the 90s, three straight Hall of Fames, uh, and probably the best defensive back of that era. And, like, beyond the fact, look, watch the tape. Like, Leroy yeah. Butler was a very good, strong safety. Darren Woodson transcended the position. He was a linebacker who was so fast, they moved him to safety. He could cover guys out of the slot. He could play back. He could play down. He could do everything. He was just a much better player than Leroy Butler. So, but you know uh, what's yeah. funny is – so. <laughs> The, the same Hall of Fame voters voted for Leroy Butler to make the two or uh, 1990s all Hall of Fame or all decade team. All decade team, yeah. Over Darren Woodson, which didn't make sense at the time because Woodson was better. And then the argument for why Butler should get into the Hall of Fame over Woodson is while Butler made the all decade team and Woodson didn't. By the way, was uh, Demarcus Ware on an all decade team? I was uh, he wondering. Was. Oh, that's crazy. Huh, that's odd. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad we're not talking about this anymore. Uh, instead, we're going to be talking about Get Upside. Our listeners are <laughs> earning cash back for every single gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making $200 to $300. I will not be making that much because I'm not going to Canton this year to watch the Hall of Fame. I have thought about it. But uh, you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Also want to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net has everything you need. 
uh, for the Super Bowl, all the props, bets, everything, you, everything. Uh, and it's not just football. Bet Online has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, USC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new and amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online, where the game starts. Are you relaxed and calmed down after that Demarcus Ware discussion? Uh, you know, the problem was that you got me wa- right as I was drinking a lot of coffee, and so uh, <laughs> it's a combination of having too much coffee and too uh, much uh, to say about the subject matter. Does it bother you that Zach Thomas was more in consideration that, for the award than uh, Demarcus Ware? They did play on the same team together for like a year. <laughs> I, I guess I I don't uh, yeah I mean did he make it? No. I guess okay, so I guess Tom- the fact that he that Sam Mills made it over him is pretty insulting. But I mean again, like yeah, the, the where is the is, <sighs> where to me is the most obvious candidate of all those candidates. And the fact that he didn't make it, that's why it's so absurd. Even above Richard's Richard Seymour, as far as I'm it, concerned. And I actually thought Devin Hester was pretty easy too, because he's the best part returner kicker or best returner of all time. Didn't make the we can ten. we can have an argument about that, but I, I don't feel as passionate about that. No, that's fine. I think he yeah. didn't even make the final 10. So yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people are upset about that for sure. Yeah, that was a little easier to understand. But uh, all right, let's talk about Micah Parsons. Did win the defensive yep. rookie of the year. Uh first ever unanimous defensive rookie of the year. Is that surprising to you? I mean, not if you watched Micah Parsons this year. Hey, if you have I mean, eyeballs, it shouldn't be, right? Yeah, like it, it, it seemed pretty. I mean, the fact that he was uh, not even just nominated, but, a, 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 you know, in the final three for defensive player of the year. Just he got more votes for Aaron, than Aaron Donald did for uh, the defensive player of the year. Which, again, uh, is wrong, I think. <laughs> I don't know how that <laughs> happened, man. That whole, the whole defensive player of the year thing, the voting should be flipped right oh my gosh yeah i, I think like, donald should have won it going away but i think I, mean, they, I think there's some voter fatigue there right tj watt is like i mean i had a f- great year but i mean it was a lot of cleanup stuff from what i i mean yeah. i i'm not a you watch more pittsburgh than i do yeah. because it's your favorite team but he had 40 I, I, pressures this year uh, i mean uh i think parsons had that in the first seven games of the season yeah like i just i don't know like that seems it seems like he got a lot of cleanup and, and not that tj watt isn't like a defensive player of the year type player i mean he is but he's I, had better I years felt like this year. year specifically yeah. just wasn't like a yeah. outrageous year for him or anything yeah <laughs> it's just one of those things uh i, I think you should talk actually... about dan quinn too right dan yeah, yeah quinn dan quinn assist, well, the, uh, assist of the year. year i forgot that that uh, was Kelly that Moore was actually pretty, got a vote. A vote got a vote. Well. Yeah, it, it uh, was, uh, got as many votes as Brian Dable, which I thought was pretty uh, fast. Yeah, I, that was cool. I, I think Dan Quinn deserved that. That's probably Absolutely. the one that I got me the most excited because I think now, especially now that he's coming back to the Cowboys, yeah. like it's it's really really cool to see him honored, and it's pretty clearly he's loved across the NFL. So uh, yeah. you did like seeing that. Uh, I actually think, but back to Parsons, I think him not winning the defensive player of the year is probably a good thing for him, right? Yeah. He's going to come back super motivated next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And with uh, a healthy knee. <laughs> with, a, with a healthy knee. Uh, and actually probably going into the year knowing that he's going to rush the passer more. It's it's crazy to think that people were down on him when the Cowboys drafted him. It's just wild. <laughs> okay. I'll listen, remain quiet if, over here. <laughs> listen, if – 
if we would have known that he could rush the passer like that, maybe that's our, at least my mistake, but this uh, is- listen, I, again, I'm going to continue to point this out because I'm going to refuse to allow the media to kind of spin this around and pretend like no one talked about the fact yeah. that he was going to be a pressure player. The Cowboys themselves, when they drafted him, Jerry Jones, the guy that no one wants to give any credit for anything. Jerry Jones himself said the reason we drafted this guy because we think he can be a pressure player. And all the people that are Mia culping right now in the media were all the same people who laughed at Jerry's face when they suggested that he could do that because they're like, oh, this, is, this guy's just a linebacker. What are you talking about? So kudos yeah. to the Cowboys front office for recognizing that early on and recognizing the value there. Now that Jerry Jones said that, do you think that's going to make it – do you think the Cowboys are going to be less – likely to draft a traditional off the ball linebacker in the first round anytime soon. I, I just wonder if Jerry Jones saw the way the Van Rush pick turned out, saw the way the Jalen pick turned out and said, you know what, we're not doing that again. Maybe. Um I think I also think it matters like you know the the Where circumstance, right? Like like yeah, because I mean I think that especially this year, picking at 124 is not even the same as picking at other years 124. I, I mean, I, I think and there's also a pretty serious difference between where the Cowboys were picking last year when they yeah. picked him and then traded even when they traded back versus where they're picking now. So um I don't know if the Cowboys are going to be interested in, unless there's some sort of very special player uh of taking a linebacker that high again. But I mean I certainly wouldn't be surprised if they picked a linebacker in the first round this year, you know, but again, 124 is not at all the same thing. 124 this year certainly is not the same thing as what was it? 12 or that he had last year. year? Yeah. That was kind of my thought is I it's, it makes it a lot easier to to digest if you're drafting outside of the top 20 and for a linebacker. Right. Um, I think outside the top 20, it's like, especially in years like this, when there's not a bunch of first round players, yeah. Positional value has value, but it's not the same as it is like inside the top 20 where like this is a cornerstone player that you're getting uh, right. on the cheap. It needs you need to get that huge gap in what the average pay for a player at that position is versus what the rookie is. You need to really have a huge gap there in order to kind of help pay for other things in free agency down yeah. the road. Uh, and when you get outside the top 20, when you get outside of, of that kind of range of transcendent players or, or players that come, come into the NFL as top of their position, then ultimately it's, it, it, it doesn't matter as much, right? Like it's just more about getting the better player. I agree. Listen, this is coming from somebody who hates drafting linebackers If the Dallas Cowboys draft one at 24 this year, not going to be that upset, right? Like it's just, it's different, right? It's, It's just, it's, it's different. Um, all right, let's take one more quick break so we can talk about Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is the absolute best protein bar on the market right now. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. Uh, they taste fantastic. So many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and Built Bar is coming up with new flavors all the time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I, I right, would just yeah. say that white chocolate is not going to have to wait to get into my Hall of Fame. All right? Like, uh, it, Bilt Bars, when they deserve them, they, get, they go right into the Hall of Fame. No waiting, no politics, no stupid PowerPoints. Yeah, you asked Chris Gosselin, he probably would make it wait a couple of years. But <laughs> uh, all right, Super Bowl. First and foremost, I want to know who are you rooting for, and what is your Super Bowl setup going to be like? Are you having people over? What are you? How are you going to watch the game? I don't know why, but for some reason, when you asked that, I heard Arnold Schwarzenegger going, "Who is your daddy, and what does he do?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm rooting for. I, I know that I'm number one LA Rams fan, guys. I know that you come to me for all your Rams needs. My wife and I, we wear Rams gear around the house. Yep. Uh, but I think, by the way, I just wanted to point this out. This uh, Cowboys. That's that's a fantastic. This is from the uh, the the '94 one in the Georgia Dome. Uh, I thought it was appropriate since we're playing the Super Bowl. I, I am going to pick the. I, I should have worn the the Pasadena one. What am I thinking? Yeah, I know. I don't. Uh, I, I'm I, I, for me. I'm rooting for the Bengals. I, I, I just because I want to see chaos, and I think that that the, the Bengals win the Super Bowl here. Uh, first of all, it's going to throw the Rams into complete chaos. <laughs> it's like it's just going to be r- alarms everywhere, and uh, you know, danger, danger. Will Robinson, and for the Bengals, it's like, man. I mean, suddenly you've got this crazy young. It, it, do you remember? Do you remember when the Patriots won their first Super Bowl? I, I do. I do. Do you remember how like just odd it felt? Because it was. It, it didn't feel like the best. Like it's team the Rams, won. right? Yeah, it didn't yeah. feel like the best team won at all. Yeah, exactly. It felt like it felt like. How did this happen, right? Yeah. And again, against the Rams, against a very high-powered Rams team, and I'm not suggesting that the Bengals are about to become a Patriots-esque dynasty. The dynasty. Yeah. But what, I, but, but what I'm saying is that that was the last time I felt like I watched a game where it felt like going into the game that it was going to be one-sided for one team, and then the, the 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 underdog won the game, and it was almost just like no one had prepared for that no one had anticipated yeah. that and that's what i think will, what will happen if the Bengals win it's just like no one's expecting that to happen I, what happens next what's gonna happen to the city of cincinnati is it gonna burn to the ground is skyline chili gonna still be there on monday yeah. i don't know my, my favorite thing that happens in these super bowls is like the the reaction that happens the next couple of weeks after is everybody's trying to chase you know what yeah, the previous super bowl did. so you're gonna see teams hey Bengals won without an offensive line. We don't need an <laughs> offensive line. The Bengals paid a running back $8 million a year. We can pay one. Uh, by the way, if, Joe, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, Joe Mixon will be the highest paid running back ever to win a Super Bowl. That's apparently running back suddenly. Overnight, the running backs matter. Again. Uh, yeah, hey, you need a great running back to, to make it to the you Super, Bowl. Just, Super Bowl. It's, uh, it's, I, I'm rooting for the Bengals. I, I've got a feeling the Rams are going to win. I think they just have the much better roster. But yeah. Joe Burrow might be that guy to – it doesn't matter, right? Like he's just going to be so confident and calm in this game that it, it, the way that I keep telling people is I feel like the longer this game is close, the more it favors oh, yeah. the Bengals, right? Absolutely. The Rams, I think, should try to find a way to put them away early if they can yep. and then just put their necks, their, their foots on their throat, on the Bengals' yep. throats and try to finish this game quickly because I agree. If you let them hang around, then they're going to believe that they can win. 
And I mean, I think we've seen Joe Burrow and, uh, and chase Jamar chase together when they're confident that they can do something. I mean, it's, they've already won one championship and they're well on their way at this point. I just feel like that's a, that's a, a matchup that can catch fire and do things that, you know, we've seen that are pretty outstanding. Uh, and the Rams, you know, for as good as they are, have shown an ability to give these games away, yeah. to not yeah. finish teams, to uh, uh, allow teams to hang around a little bit. Um, you know, it's funny because I think the Rams game against San Francisco, because of the result, it, it covered up a lot of the terrible miscues that yeah. the Rams experienced in the playoffs at different points. So I guess Tampa Bay in the second half of that game, right? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and here's another reason why I think if the Bengals can hang around in the first half, they could win this game. Their kicker, Evan McPherson, is mm-hmm. just money, right? And if it comes down to, hey, Bengals, we get the ball with 30 seconds left, and all we have to do is get past the the 40-yard line, and he's going to drill a kick for us. That's a huge weapon to have. And the yeah. Rams kicker, Matt Gay, has been awful throughout these playoffs. He – he missed a 48-yard or short in the playoffs. Short. You never you never see that anymore. So uh, both of us are rooting for the Bengals. We'll see what happens. More importantly, what's the uh, the food situation look like on Sunday night for you? Well, we got lots and lots of chips and dips. We got lots yep. of uh, different types of French onion. We've got some queso going. We've got, yep. uh, uh, I think, maybe a, a bean dip. And then I think uh, my wife is making – she makes incredible chicken wings, garlic mm. uh, ones, mm. garlic chicken, uh, barbecue ones, uh, maybe even like a, a new flavor. Who knows? Uh, and then that's also pizza night for us. She, my my wife makes incredible pizza, so uh, yeah, it's, it's I, I we're not going to be short of eating. I oh, saw some yes. of the pictures of the pizza. So, well, what's, what's I mean, the pre- preferred topic. The pre- I, I, the preferred topic for me is I like pepperoni, peppers, onions. Like that's mm. that's a that's a good yeah. good solid balanced topping for me. But I but again, she will likely be making multiple types of maybe a white pizza. She makes like seven or eight different types, which are all. I mean, really good. What do you think Rick Goslin likes on his pizza? Plain cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, uh, here's here's the thing. Rick Gosling is uh, an institutionalist, right? Like he sure. uh, <laughs> like that's that's who he is. And frankly, that's who he was as a reporter. I mean, really, the reason we know the name Rick Gosling is because of the uh, mock drafts that he would put yeah. out every year that were incredibly accurate. And again, the reason that they were incredibly accurate is because he called around all these guys and they yeah. told him who they and were going to pick. So, uh, you know, I, I like Rick Gosling. I, I don't know that I, I, I take a lot of his opinions with a grain of salt because I, I feel like it's, it's, he's not an analyst, he's a reporter. Yeah. Uh, but I think beyond that, especially when it comes to Hall of Fame, he, he's there to protect the institution of the Hall of Fame voters. Uh, as much as he may, they all may put it under the guise of trying to protect the integrity maybe, of the Hall of Fame. Maybe don't let reporters vote on who's in the Hall of Fame. Right? Or maybe let more than just reporters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, back to pizza. I agree with you. The pepperoni <laughs> sausage or pepperoni onions peppers is an elite combo. It's it's elite. really good. So yeah. uh, we're gonna do some some smoke queso. Uh, we'll do Ooh. some pizza. And then the dips. That's really the big thing because the dips is the key, right? Yeah, because those are nice. You just between commercials, you know, or between the game, you just grab some different dip and 
well, we have to we have to like do some sort of food menu just so that my seven year old will have something to you know be excited about while dad's watching football. <laughs> so they focus on the food and how delicious it is, and, and I'm you know actually watching the game, and then I'll call them over when it's time for commercials. Okay. We're gonna have to send our uh, setups out on Twitter so people can see what it looks like. I, I, I'm really curious to see how everybody watches the Super Bowl. It's it's one of the most fun nights of the year, and it should be a should be a really good game. Yeah, absolutely. that that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll be back on Monday to talk about the Super Bowl, and it's officially off-season talk, right? That's We're going right. to be getting ready for free agency. Combine's coming up here in about three weeks. It's crazy. Busy, busy time of the NFL this calendar. Is, yeah, this is the end of the season, but guys, this is not the end of the podcast. If anything, we're kicking it into high gear because this is the season. Yeah. This is probably Marcus and I's favorite season. Yeah. If, if we're not going to be in the Super Bowl, then offseason is, is the best. So I think that means that we have to start our uh, prospect profiles next week, right? Mm. I've already gotten, I think I have 12 reports written. I don't mm. have that many. So, but I, I've, I've, I've started at least and there's, and, and I've watched a ton of these guys and, and the Cowboys just to kind of real quick, the Cowboys are in a good spot at 24. I think, you know, yeah. there's, there's, there's going to be a lot of options for them if, if they end up staying and picking. So I'm excited to kind of go through that list of guys and, and talk about it with everybody. Uh, I agree. Should be a, a lot of fun next week as we start though. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. Enjoy the Super Bowl. See you Monday. Hey, prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.